Cast family, do not adjust your speakers. That is right. You are hearing Josh, the intern, right now. Been gone for a minute, but I'm back with the mail review, and we got the leg yeah. minus one part of the leg in the building, and then some. So I've been gone for a while, yes, but you finally, have. finally, my 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 lady allowed me to be back up in the building. <laughs> So I have been allowed to come back in the building despite popular despite opinion. Popular opinion. Okay. So uh, it has been it has been quite the week. Uh, it's been quite the month, but it's definitely been quite the week. We're gonna keep it a little bit. We ain't gonna go into the whole month, but we'll, we'll keep it on a week. It's been quite the week, I'll tell you what. And I want to yeah. just give a real big up to. All of our followers of Yell Radio Cast, the Mad Review, Rap Analytics, and Women in the Mic. And, you know, for all of you out there that are tuning in regularly, we appreciate you. Dylan, how has your week been? Boy, I swear, man. <laughs> we try to keep it so professional, but that's my guy, Josh the Intern. Hey. That's my hitter. Hey. That's my hitter. What's hey. happening here? Thank you, everybody. Let me reel it back in. Let me reel it back in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Mail Review on Yale Radio Cast. Once again, we do say thank you and salute to everybody that's tuning in. Uh, apologize for the late start, but, you know, we all operating on colored people time, black people time. That's how we do. I mean, y'all tuned in. I'll see you on the chat. Keep it coming, please. We're, we got an outstanding show, and we got to do it real big. So we started late, but it is very worth the wait. Uh, we got a we got a full leg here with the exclusion of the kneecap. The kneecap, the kneecap being the kneecap being Mark L. Uh, for those who are unaware, the leg, the uh, male review would go by the leg, which is short for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So we're gonna go ahead and pan it to the the the, the part of the leg that's never here with us. A uh, Mr. Tr, mm. Mr. Tyrone Roberts is in the building with your with your family. He's back in the building, man. What's happening, Tr? Yo, yo, this is Tr back in the building, man. And everybody know and love me. Oh, oh, can <laughs> oh. you can you hear the love? Can effects. you feel the love? Oh, that's 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 the what. Love is there. His the love is comes, there. He comes with his own. My audience. people love me, man. <laughs> My people love me, man. What's going? What's wrong with y'all when y'all don't love Tr, man? When y'all don't love Tr, y'all got the problems. So, <laughs> that, those, and, so, and just so you know, that's everybody that he's keeping captive in the back cave. Right, right, right. In the back cave. So, yes. so I would say They're that I'm honored that. being here with the rest of my brethren. Yeah. And I would honestly say the extension of our brotherly love is two extraordinary gentlemen mm -hmm. that have joined us today and that are doing their greasy, their grime in different facets. In different facets. Didn't y'all know that we honestly represent so many facets that it's ridiculous, people? It is ridiculous. On Yell Entertainment, RTV, we have extensions of who we are and what we're trying to do in our well, you community. Know. Well, you know. We know. I you know what I'm saying? I, because I, what's the number one thing, everybody? Community. 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 You can't be who you are. You can't represent rightfully unless you have those people who you're training up. You have that what's called legacy. You can be frivolous with your life if you want to, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. So that being said, that being said, I got two extraordinary 
gentlemen in the building. They deserve. Oh, yeah. They deserve, they deserve a pat- patented <laughs> crowd that I carry with me everywhere oh. I go. Oh. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Now, one of them might get that. Now, now, did y'all hear that? One of them might get that. And the other one might get the. Oh. I'm not saying which one. Oh. I'm not saying which one. It's whatever they got going on. It's whatever they got going on, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? Both of them get the applause today. Yes. I have on my right hand Mr. Billy D. Williams. Of accountable youth. What's going on, Billy D, brother Billy D? Yo, 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 what's up? It's a veteran in the building. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no word. Two times I made me a vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two times I made you a vet. Two times I made you a vet. And swinging it real hard to on his right, the up Mr. And Chuck Schneider. Hello, we hello, we know him by checks. And he's bringing us actually a show that's called Financially Speaking. We know about checks? We know about checks. Oh, we do. We, we, we know, know about checks. So, we don't so, know. No, no, no. Listen, so listen. Our, we don't know the dirt about checks. Know about <laughs> checks though. Listen. Let me explain something. We know about checks. He's here to explain to us about checks and balances. Oh. Oh. oh yes. 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 So yes. checks. Go ahead, my brother. Who are um, you? Uh, my name Sean Checks. First of all, I want to just get a shout out to everybody that's watching and streaming live. Um, you know, to my to my big brother that's out there. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to y'all because they, you know, they they tuning in. But um, I just wanted to talk about everyday conversations that we need to have about finances. Um, the more people that I talk to um, about buying houses, um, investments, um, stock market, um, anything of that nature, buying land or anything, it's just. It just amazes me, like, because I didn't know how much you know, the stuff that we're not taught in school, especially in our community, and 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 how much it plays a role in our success and 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 making generational wealth. So I just want to capture as many people as I can and talk to as many people as I can that are interested and willing to get their success starting how much they can do and how much you know like our community we we don't know about certain things man it's just it just everybody that i talk to is like well man i didn't know that oh man i didn't know that and i i'm thinking everybody knows it so i'm just trying to share information that basically everybody should know mm. mr check snyder mm. let me give so, let me give everybody a caveat to this now you're talking about somebody who went from Sleeping in their living room with just a blanket, didn't have a bed, and he's gonna explain this to y'all. Well, we'll let him go ahead and tell the story, man. All right. But well, can, can I give you a caveat? Can I get a caveat? He's my brother, and I love him. Okay. And I love him. And here's why I love him because he came from the position that most people are talking about. You can't come from, or you can't get out of. Now, I want people to understand that. Because we have a lot of people here that do what? What is the one thing they do? They give excuses. They give excuses. They give excuses when it comes to financial literacy. They give excuses when it comes to being accountable for our youth. But we have gentlemen here that are doing just that. So our thing with the league, the, the gentlemen that are here, is that we're giving accountability. Where you don't see it a lot of times. So go ahead, Mr. Check Snyder. We want you to dive deeper into this rabbit hole that you call Check Schneider. 
Okay, all right. Well, uh, you know, if, if you really want to know, um, you know, most people that think they know me, they really don't know me. Um, my background isn't just where I started a business in Dallas or, you know, where they see me and I have a home or, or you know, it's, it's, it, it dives deeper. It, it, it's, it's basically deeper than that. And, and I'm just trying to put a common ground together for us and it was like well you know I can't do this everybody sees the success story you know just like they say you know they don't see the work that you put into it and the struggle before the success comes mm, right you know so and everybody has a com- a common ground and everybody doesn't start in the same place you know and everybody you know especially in our community we see the people that are on TV on this on that and we like this is the way that the only way we think we can make it. But the per- percentage-wise, everybody can't be a professional athlete. Everybody can't be this. Everybody can't be that. But it's more lucrative. Like this is an avenue where we can go. You know, financial-wise. You know what I'm saying? Like I came from a guy that didn't have a home. Like I was in Texas and was homeless for a little bit. Nobody didn't know that. You know, nobody knew that I was sleeping in my truck. Nobody mm. knew I went from that to a efficiency, a efficiency apartment that was only 400 square feet. And I was paying $475 a month, including cable, but <laughs> never watched TV for six months because I couldn't afford a TV. Mm. <laughs> you know Whoa. Whoa. You know, Whoa. I just, I, I, I was sleeping on the floor. You know, I didn't even have a mattress. Like, somebody actually donated a mattress to me so I wouldn't sleep on the floor when they found out at my job that I was sleeping on the floor. Like, literally, when I first started there, they was like, man, this guy, he works hard. He's here at 6 o'clock in the morning, and he's at 6 o'clock at night. Well, I just didn't have any nowhere to go. Sometimes, I was actually sleeping in the office. Ah, man. (laughs) Listen here, brother. Let me tell you, man. You are are preaching to the choir right now. I I promise you I can relate to that story, man. Where where you're doing what you got to do to survive, but you don't want nobody to see your total struggle, correct? No. Well, at that time, I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me or what I was doing. There you go. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, I'm happy to be where I am because I know it's going to get better. And you know how people always say you can look at the at the glass half full or half empty. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm looking at it half full because I know I'm gonna pour more into this glass. Right. I know I, there's potential in me making more money or getting to a better place. And that's the part that I'm trying to say. Like you can be at the bottom and think you're at the bottom, but there's nothing but opportunity. Right. Right. How so, did you finagle that perception? How, why did you think that people thought that you were um, just being ha- due diligent at your job versus the idea that you was just trying to put the pieces together, my brother? Man, let me tell you, man. The, the move to Texas was an eye-opening one because it expanded my mind where I, I came from, you know, being in the military and then being in a military town to just all of a sudden I'm in a big metroplex. Where they had just so much opportunity, you know. So I just went in and started diving into that opportunity. But people were looking at me and was like, "Man, this guy's he's he's super healthy. He's always working out. Um, 
Um, he's motivated. He's just, you know. But the thing was, I didn't have a place to go. <laughs> I was at work because I didn't have nothing else to do. <laughs> I, I I was eating healthy because it was cheap and it was affordable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I bought a big thing of oatmeal that cost a dollar fifty mm. that I ate every morning that cost that lasted the whole month. Right. Mm. How? You know, mm. this is the first time in my life that I ate ramen noodles. It was the first time I didn't. I hated the smell of tuna, but I ate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know to this day how much a can of tuna cost in 2008 because I bought it so much. 27 cents a can. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and like, wow. That's how much tuna I ate. You know, and that's like people saw me eating healthy, but that was like, you know what? I was on a budget because I only can spend twenty dollars a week on food. So, so where are you at now? Where no, you no. At let, now? let me ask you that. How did you get to where you're at now? Yeah. Okay. Um, For to to be a person who is in the put position. Put myself on a budget. Yeah. Well, to put to explain to the next person financial literacy because okay. you're saying you was here and there are many people who are still here that can't see how to get to where you're going to tell where you're at. But there are some people who says. Well, where are you? Because if you went through this, you ain't nothing, and you uh, did it, 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 and and all the labels that they give to us in our position so in our community. I went from a regular guy working as a, a security guard, valet, parking lot, all that other stuff, making eight dollars an hour, to going overseas and making over two hundred thousand dollars a year, and then because of the. You know, I put myself in a position to have the money and put myself on a budget and started investing a whole lot. I was I was able to pay cash to go into a front uh, a franchise and go mm. into a business and make money for myself. Mm. But you know that was not until I put myself on a budget of thirty thousand dollars a year. You know to. To live, and then as I made more money, I didn't spend more money. I saved more money. I, they call it paying yourself. Mm-hmm. So I paid myself first. As I made more money, I paid myself first, mm-hmm. and lived off the same amount of money and Ex- kept that expl- same. Explain pl- paying yourself. Though. Paying yourself first. So let me give an example. It's it, when I got a job with the government. They also do this in the military. They, it's called a thrift savings plan. Definitely. It's the same thing as a 401k, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 it's a tax benefit as well. It's for your retirement. Mm-hmm. So you can put so much money in, and then you claim it on your taxes as a write-off, right? Right. Well, I found out that I can at that time I can max out seventeen thousand five hundred dollars a month. Hmm. I mean a year, not a month. I'm sorry, uh, a, a uh, year. Shout out to Miss mm. Checks that's yeah. uh, <laughs> on the stream. All right now, husband. Uh, uh, Miss Checks is chiming in. She looking at them numbers you quoting. <laughs> Seventeen thousand five hundred a year, right? So every year it went up. It went up to eighteen five, nineteen five, you know, twenty five, and. As I got promotions, living off of thirty thousand dollars a year, I was like, all right, I had a promotion to forty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, and I kept putting it up. And then at the end of the year, all right, on taxes, on paper, because I was maxing it out, I was 
on paper, I was making below the poverty line. The poverty line was like $40,000 a year. So now I got a taxable, um, I got income coming in, but I'm saving it, putting it in, the, in this in, in investment account. And then I also found out that I can put $5,500 a year into an IRA, which I can also deduct. Mm. So now I got 20 something thousand dollars a year that I'm taking off my taxes. So now when I got to the point of making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, I'm still below the poverty line and I'm not paying any taxes. That's what you call paying yourself. Okay. And after the five year period of putting that money in when the stock market tanked 2008, it was a time to get in. When stock market when the stock market goes low, you just buy, buy. You know what I learned? You buy, you buy, you buy. And then when the stock market came back up, bam, here I am. You know, I put in over a hundred thousand dollars. Stock market comes back up. I make another fifty thousand. You know, with money that's not that's working for me that I don't have to pay taxes on. You know, and then I right. then, and when I came back, I was like, I know the next step it was to buy a home. That's another investment. You know, like people get money and what do they want to do? They want to buy a car. Mm. You know, you, you got a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Oh man, I'm gonna go buy this. You know, this Maserati. I'm gonna go buy this. No, no, don't buy nothing that depreciates. You know, I'm still yeah, as driving. As soon as you drive that off the lot, yeah, it's it's you know, it's not you're worth the same thing. You're losing at least thing. ten, fifteen, depending on how much you're spending on it. Exactly. You're losing at least ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars off that vehicle as soon as you drive it off the lot. Even if you pay for cash with it. I still drive a the, a two thousand six Nissan Titan. That I started my business with. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't buy a new a new car yet. Mm-hmm. The next car that I purchased for me was a 2008 Ford Focus that I was doing my business. A lady, you know, she had a car. Um, I was cleaning out the house. Had forty thousand miles on it. I was like, well, hey, it's a it's a gas saver, whatever, whatever. Need to get back and forth and all that stuff. I paid two thousand dollars for it. Mm. Cars is, are, are just to get you back and forth to where you need to be. And some people have it as a status symbol. Like, look at me. Look at all this money I'm making. But I never did that. I actually, when I had my business, I had a full beard, hair growing out all over the place. Wearing my old camouflage that I had in the military. And, you know, people were like clutching their purses because they thought I was going to ask them for a dollar. Because mm. <laughs> I look homeless. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But all I was concerned about was making a dollar, putting it away, and saving it, and not wasting money anymore because I did not want to be back in that same spot. Mm. And now I got enough money to where I can invest money. And you once you get enough money, you can invest money and just sit there and let it work for you. So, my brother, you tell me that you never thought about that Mercedes or that Maserati. Did I think about it? <laughs> I mean, I, was, I remember the panorama came out. That Porsche came out, and I was like, when I get back, I'm coming back, and I'm paying cash for a Porsche. I'm getting a Porsche. Mm. That's what I mm. wanted. Right. But then I thought about it. I was like, well, I don't have a car note. I don't have this and that. And, and, and I'm just giving back. I'm Shout out to my dad. He drove a Mazda RX-7 until it went into the ground, and it had like 350,000 miles on it. Shout out mm. to Mazda. I know a man that, 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 that restored one. I know a man that restored a Mazda. 
be on the show right now. And I had it for 20 years. <laughs> and just sold it two years ago. Did you? Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, I, I thought about it, but then I really was like, got into investing and all that other stuff like that. And I was like, you know, do I take $70,000 and buy a brand new Porsche or do I take $70,000 and go buy a home or do I put it in Apple or Amazon and, right. and different things? So like what that. was your, what was your first investment? My first investment. And, and what led you to investing? Like, somebody had to say, hey, investment is the thing. Well, See, this is the thing. Nobody really teaches us a lot about. We hear about it, but this is something that really doesn't go on through the realms of certain communities where we're told talked about investing. We hear about it on TV. It's not taught in the household. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that. That Porsche resonated in your soul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you was over there, you probably had a picture up on your wall, you know, with all the dust I, from the sand I around actually, it or whatever. <laughs> and you actually said, mm. I actually paid cash for a Harley Davidson Road Glide. No lie. Mm. Mm-hmm. I actually paid cash and was about to get it delivered. But when I got back to the States from Afghanistan, I was renting a room from one of my friends from the Marine Corps, Ken, uh, Ken Thomas. Shout out to Ken. Thank you for giving me a place to stay when I got back. But I said, where am I going to put this motorcycle? I don't even have a house. I'm going to pay cash for a $20,000 motorcycle to go enjoy. And I got to pay to put it in storage $200 a month. I don't even have a home yet. Mm. Mm. So I returned that, got my cash back. And I said, I'm going to search for a home. Mm-hmm. And I invested in a home where and then uh, that was another thing that I found out about. Like I put all this money in my TSP first time home. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Huh? What the hell is a TSP? See, he's thrift, speaking thrift, so fast. Thrift, thrift savings plan. It's the same thing as a four hundred one k. With mm. working for a company, it's so, just so in the ex- government. Explain, explain that for us, though. Break it down. So is 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 basically you giving the government money or the, your your company that you work for money and they match. A certain amount of savings. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people say, "Hey, I'm, they match two and a half, the first two and a half percent." I know people that they, hey, they match a hundred percent. So if you put in seventeen, you know, eighteen thousand dollars, and they say, "Hey, we we're going to match a hundred percent," it would behoove you to go ahead and put in that amount of money if you can, because they're going to match it. You getting double the money. You getting they paying you, and that's an incentive. That's a good company mm-hmm. to stay with, and mm-hmm. they they take that money kind of like a mutual fund, and then invest it. You trust them then invest it into different companies, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 when they put it in the stock market, you make money. They make money. You know. So if you don't, so if you don't work for a company that does this, you can do this yourself. Mm. So you, how, can, how, you so you can so you can have essentially a quote unquote four hundred one k for you, yourself, mm-hmm. even if you don't work for a company that offers a four hundred one k. So you can so, go to any company that a brokers in and open mm. up a brokerage account and talk to Charles Schwab, um, Merrill Lynch, um, Goldman Sachs. Mm. Um, you know, it's TD Ameritrade, you know, Robinhood is a very popular app right now. I don't know if they have a full, but I know like Charles Schwab and all these big companies and and 
they have actual, you can call them, like, hey, I want to open a brokerage account, and they're like, hey, I want to do a 401k, or I want to do this type of account. They'll set it up for you. Mm-hmm. And you put the money in. Even if you don't have the knowledge to go into the stock market, you can give them the money and say, hey, I want to start this type of account. You know? it's the, That's why I learned about um, different investments through USAA. USAA had, had the different investments. I went through my bank. You can basically go to your bank and say, hey, I want to invest. And they'll point you in the right direction. You just have to ask. All right. Let mm-hmm. me go ahead and... Uh one of the comments on the stream, once again, is miss checks. Mm. Miss money. Miss mm. <laughs> money. <laughs> the important part is to prioritize. Get financially comfortable. Then you want then you want a Porsche or a Maserati. Go for it. As long as you as long as it is in reach. Set yourself up for success. There is nothing wrong with buying nice, expensive things. Sounds like Miss Checks want nice, expensive. Sounds like yeah. That's my sister right there. You better get it for her. You better get it for her. So your name is so your name is Checks, huh? (laughs) I guess I'll give Mister Checks a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and 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 it's right. Once you get to a certain, you have a goal. And have a budget and you have a plan, you can say, Hey, I've reached this stat and I want to treat myself. Right. There's right. nothing wrong with buying that stuff, but knowing the ins and outs of it. So say, hey, let's say you want that Porsche. Mm-hmm. Don't go pay cash for it. Because I know in Texas, you can open up a business, have an LLC. Once you have it for two years, you can go lease a Porsche. And then it's a hundred percent write-off on your taxes on your business. Wow! Mm. Mm. Wow! Mm. Say that one more time. Mm. Say that one more time. Hundred percent write-off. If you have a business in, established for two years in Texas, you can. It's a hundred percent write-off on a lease for your business. So now, so okay, so all this right now that we're hearing, darling, this just sounds to me that if only, if only, if only <laughs> we had a platform. <laughs> if only there was a platform where we could tune in every week and listen to the advice of a gentleman like this. If only somebody is given providing this type of information. That we could have this knowledge. Yes. But okay. wait, wait, wait. Checks. <laughs> so would you happen to be offering that type of service? <laughs> You oh know, yeah, entertainment and RTV. If anybody is willing to listen, I preach to people on and on about stuff all the time. And if they want it, we can do. We're doing a actual podcast called Financially Speaking mm. here on Yale Radio on RTV, to where you can get any information that you want, or you can ask a question. Hey. I want to know about this. Hey, can I do this? We can do the research, look it up, and and talk about it on the show. Mm. And hey, guess mm. what? That is going to be coming soon. Yell Radio Cast, and it is coming soon. But we have him actually on today's show on the mail review. Right. So if you have any questions for checks, hey, please call in six seven eight five eight six nine two four one. We're going to be taking phone calls. We do also not only want to talk about this show that Shaq says coming up of Financially Speaking, but we also, again, going back to, we do have, yes, he's a two-year. He's, he's, two he's his second, second visit. His second visit. He's a vet now. But we do have the CEO 
of Accountable Youth in the building, yo. Mr. Billy D. Yo, yo. How have you been since the last time you've been on the show, my man? Blessed and highly favored, brother. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Thanks okay. for having me back, yo. Thanks for having me back. Glad to have you yeah, here, my man. Sure. So what, what's, what's been going on in the last year or so, almost a year now that we've had you on the show, as far as Accountable Youth has been going? What kind of progression have you made, been able to make with that? And uh, where are you at now? Everything. Um, I think I was saying like, what, June, July? July. Yeah. July. 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 Yeah, yes. almost. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the thing is just like exploded right so like i believe the last time i was here um i had a meeting with the chief of police right so right mm. to give y'all um a backstory in july of course you know if anybody wasn't living under a rock you know we were dealing with a lot of black Lives matters protests and you know it was on the uh end of uh george floyd being murdered on may 25th right and then um, I think when I came here, we were dealing with Rashard Brooks, Brooks. Yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I came like maybe a week or two after that. And um, the country was in a, in a really bad space as far as like uh, racial relations. So uh, my organization, we sat down and because we have these pillars where one is about mentorship and the other is about police interactions with uh, black people and at-risk youth, um, I felt like our organization needed to like do something for our city. So uh, I was able to uh, get a meeting with the chief of police in Greensboro as well as the chief of police in uh, High Point, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time we were, I think on the last show we were talking about- uh, We can do- I think on the um, last show we were talking about the police reform bill, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so that was the whole eight can't wait. And there's eight things in that police reform bill that the country wanted for better relations between black communities and police officers right um so i went into these chiefs offices with the eight can't wait right mm -hmm. and i was like yo like what are we doing what are y'all doing you know are do you have these things uh already in place yeah what mm -hmm. are you doing or like are you against it how do you feel about this one we went one through eight with both mm -hmm. uh chiefs and i just asked them like how do you feel about banning the chokehold how you feel mm -hmm. about no knock warrants mm -hmm. how do you feel mm -hmm. about you know and like we had a real conversation right but i mean we all know that we can have a conversation behind doors but what really matters is transparency between the community and the law enforcement right so after we had that conversation the conversation went extremely well um with both offices but then i had to ask the question so how about we do a town hall mm. online let me ask you these questions. And so you have an opportunity to talk to your people that you protect mm. and that you serve. Right. And tell them, like, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Because, like, there, nothing can be done and there is no trust established until there's transparency. Mm. Right. Correct. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to sit. In, I wanted to sit with them first, have a conversation and then say, yo, can, can I get you on a camera on a Zoom call live on Facebook? And say like This is what we're doing To make sure that The next Breonna Taylor The next George Floyd The next Rashard Brooks Is not in our city mm. And um, They did it They did it It went it went extremely well um, Before I knew it We had News coverage That I was unaware about Somebody called me I'm like yo You made the news That's what's up 
Okay. Because so you got you got the links to these. Can we, yo, can we they, find they, these they, links someplace? Accountableyouth.org. Yeah, yeah, they're on accountableyouth.org, and we also have a, a, a YouTube page, just Accountable Youth as well, okay. um, where you got the entire hour, and we're Ooh. asking them everything from yeah, yeah, police brutality. Um, because what what I didn't know, and I think um, I don't know how it is across the country, right? Because every department is, is its own entity right mm-hmm. but what I realized is that police chiefs have the ability to write policy right mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. we can talk about this police reform bill all we want to right but let, let, what do we know like the senate and the congress at that time because it was another administration were not working together you know they couldn't we had a government shutdown all these other things so I know we're not going to be able to pass something as important as a police reform bill mm-hmm. but what I didn't know until I walked into their offices is that a police chief can write his own policy so we don't have wow. to wait you don't can you break that down my brother so I mean, that's, that means this know? right what, what that means is this mm-hmm. that means we don't have to wait for the congress and for the senate or for the house to pass a bill to say you are no longer allowed to choke black people to death, police. You don't have to wait on that. Right? So, so are you basically kind of saying right now that maybe we need to, as a community, be more focused on our local officials that are elected? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Right. Because those are the ones that make the laws that, well, are re- that really truly affect us exactly. in well, our community. Well, we've already mentioned this on the previous show that we we did clarify that the people that we do need to address and reach out to and run to these polls and discuss it are the uh, people that we're putting in these positions in these chairs. Correct. Correct. But we did not. We did not point out the idea or the conception that. Police chiefs make their own policy. That we did, we did not know that. That we did not know at the time. And look, in July, I didn't either. It took me having to go and have a conversation with them and doing research on my own. And when I found out, like, okay, so you can write a policy that says your police officers are not allowed to choke people or shoot at moving vehicles or do no knock warrants. Wow. Or, or or make sure that your other officers have a duty to intervene when they see something that's not right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have to wait. And so that was something that I felt was extremely important. And that was also something that I felt like on that town hall and on that platform needed to be addressed, not mm-hmm. just to inform the people in my city, but to inform people like Atlanta and, or, or, and other cities that are facing the same issues that, you know, are rampant across the country. Wow. Right? Question. OK, so we've already clarified that part and we've discussed the voting the right people in office right yeah. um, within the past week we've had some things uh, rise up here in Georgia about the voter suppression laws that have been put in place what, mm. do, you, what do you feel about that situation right there so that go, was it. go ahead because I'm flowing right because yeah. I'm flowing because like the next thing that I did was once that town hall received the acclaim that it did I was able to put a call into the mayor's office and when I called the mayor I, I said hey Je- I'm, I'm, I'm Billy D. Williams I, I run this organization in your city I just had your police chief on a town hall uh, talking about policy this was September when I had the one with the police officers so when October came 
it was time to vote, right? Mm-hmm. The voting was November 4th. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I told the mayor, or I told um, her, uh, her office that what we just did was epic. And with voting coming up soon, it wouldn't be a bad idea for you to jump on a town hall with us as well to talk about voter suppression. Mm. Talk about, you know, what are we voting for? Not just the president, right? But the things that, you know, we got to look. There's other things that you vote on outside of just the president, the senator, the this, the that, right? Mm -hmm. So she agreed. And we had another town hall in October. and, And we took that opportunity to talk about some of the things that can affect voter suppression because we were everybody was afraid mail-in votes and voter fraud and mm-hmm. Trump and Biden and Kamala and you know all of these things that we were going through and we were able to address all of those things and I also had the police chief on that call too because I wanted to make sure that people were protected when they went to polls mm-hmm. we are in the south mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying right so it was extremely important to, to have that conversation now as far as Georgia goes you know what I'm saying so what exactly happened? So, so here's so so I'll chime in here real quick um, because I've been following this kind of closely. Um, so basically, there was a bill that was passed that a lot of folks feel is going to suppress the vote. Okay, and I can see, given the statistics, where that could be felt that it is. Okay, so basically, in Georgia, prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Prior to COVID, okay, mail-in voting was literally just that. You mailed it in, mm-hmm. okay? There were no ballot boxes. You couldn't just go up and drop your mail-in ballot in a box. They didn't exist. Okay. They didn't have to exist. How about that? Okay? Mm-hmm. Not that they didn't exist, but they didn't have to exist. So the pandemic broke out, and basically county said, okay, well... A lot of folks may not feel safe to come out in the public, stand in line, go and vote, da 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 da. Okay, so we're going to bring in these ballot boxes where you can take your mail-in ballot, you know, your mail-in ballot and drop it in that box. Right. Well, because of this pandemic, we're going to make a special situation for it, okay? Mm -hmm. Under a specific law, under this specific pandemic, okay? So once this specific pandemic goes away, those specific laws go away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one that was brought up in particular was Fulton County because it's one of the biggest counties in Atlanta. Okay, right. there were under the provision for the pandemic, there were thirty-eight voter boxes that had to be made available. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. now it was never a law prior to that that any of these ballot boxes had to be available. Mm. Okay. This law, or this bill that was signed in, says that Fulton County in particular has to have at least eight ballot boxes available for mail-in ballots or early ballots. So, before the pandemic, they didn't have to make these ballot boxes available. The pandemic struck out. They said, okay, 38 of these are going to be involved. They learned from that and said, okay, now it's law that at least... At least eight of these ballot boxes have to be made available. Hmm. Okay. Also, prior to the pandemic, your early voting was restricted from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Right. Okay. It was 
Monday through Friday for early voting was 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or no, the, the verbiage was business hours. There were no specific time frames put into place. Yeah. Okay, it was within well, implied, within business hours. It's implied, but could be left up to that know, business. To that business. Okay, so not about business. What do you mean that business? Well, certain some businesses don't open at okay. nine o'clock. Some businesses yeah, so, so, open so, at eight o'clock. So let's 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 use mean that, let's use mean example that. of school, a school. That that that's a lot of voting uh, booths are at school. Okay, so these actual boxes were at businesses, and so to the business. No, so so to not not even the boxes, but the voting hours. Okay. Okay, it was left up to the discretion of normal quote unquote business hours. Yeah. Okay, which in layman's term, me and you may agree that that's nine to five. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But Thank if there if most of these early voting locations. Are schools right? Mm-hmm. What time does your child get on the bus? Y'all Six, have, seven. And what time do they are they in school? Eight. So if that school's open, or, that eight or, something or other, or better yet, if if we're saying that we have to vote between these hours of whatever till five o'clock, you're at work, right? Okay, so you don't even get off work till four thirty. Okay. okay, five. Mm-hmm. How do you get to the polls? Right, and there and basically a school can technically be open from seven AM to three PM. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let's say let's say logistically. Okay. Yeah. So that really that there's kind of some vagueness in there. Okay. It's a okay. Lot when they're saying business hours, there's a little bit of there's there's a lot of vagueness. It's right. So this new now this new bill says it's from nine AM to five PM. However, okay, however, each county can decide to sit there and say that it can be the early voting, the early voting, okay? And we're not talking about when voting opens just before the election. We're talking about early voting. Can be from, based upon the county, has a choice to say that it can start at 7 a.m. and continue to 7 p.m. Okay. And that's based upon the county. Right. Okay. Right. Now, hours, hours, time frames were never put into the picture prior to this bill. Okay. So... So it's, 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 so, it's so, been so, a lot so of. So here's my question. So here's my yeah, question. Go ahead. Who do you think they are trying to? Uh, who's the object, or who's the target on this when they actually are doing this? Is it working people? Is it old people? It, Is it? Well, they have a lot of things in place. I'll say this because they can't say yes. This is a a a bill that is exclusively um, targeting targeting black people. Right. Nor would they ever. They, they are wise. So, so let's, they, let's keep it a buck. They, they are wise about that, right? Right. right. Which is what it, it is. What it is. Yeah. But the things that are in place, Separate but equal, right? Primarily affects the black community. How so? When you're saying that you, um, the absentee balloting. Okay. The absentee balloting has some things in place where. Um, what are some of the absentee balloting rules that's in place, Josh? I knew, do know that they, you have to put certain things. You have to present. There was reducing. Thing. That basically the only thing with absentee balloting that this bill does is it. People are saying yes, it does reduce. Okay, from thirty-eight from last year's election mm-hmm. down to a minimum of eight, but it's a minimum of eight. Yeah. Right. So right. these numbers. So the biggest thing is, is that I don't think a lot of people are understanding is that there were. Not numbers and specifics put into place previously. So what this bill does is a lot of people are upset about it, but it actually kind of makes 
the government have to abide by certain things. Whereas before, it was completely up to their perception. I know, because uh, uh, I, I remember, I think it was in Houston, right? Um, during the election, where they limited their, uh, they had mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or they had the, the boxes that you're, that you're talking right. about, right? And this was definitely voter suppression, right? Where they only had a limited amount of boxes, you know what I mean? And then they put them in areas far away that, from older do, people. They're doing the things like people. that as well. They're or minimizing they them put them in the suburbs where where black people didn't live. And then and, and that was just making it harder. You know what I mean? So like that's definitely a, a example right. of voter suppression and they actually executed that. I want to say Houston but don't quote me on that. And that was an issue. Mhm. So I don't I don't exactly know, and I've heard about I, I I was made aware of some stuff that was going on in Georgia, but I wasn't exactly sure like right how that suppression right uh, it's, 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 came to be. It's just a and it's a list of things I could pull it up in a little bit, and we could discuss what yeah, yeah, yeah. all of all yeah. the things are. But it does make it difficult for the people who are financially struggling to get to the polls right. people who are having health issues now you must go through a, a list of things mm-hmm. to prove you have these health issues and before you can even submit a absentee ballot that most of us look we just have health issues and we just gonna mail it in now you got to go through this litany of things to prove you have this health issue to have the allowance to see, have a, to present an absentee ballot but let's talk about the system for a second right because yeah. What I've learned is I'm becoming somewhat of a historian, right? Just I'm just diving deep as I go on this path. And uh, there was a, like, so let, let's go all the way back. And, and y'all, and I'm gonna explain to you how things don't move much, right? So black folks was, or slaves were free by the Emancipation Proclamation, right? It's 1865. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Right. Allegedly. Uh, 1865. <laughs> right. Right. So bust it. 1870. That was the 15th Amendment. That allowed that gave black people, slaves, the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Right? So what did they do then? For the longest time, I believe 95 years, there were still things in place that stopped black people from being able to vote. So like you're freed five years ago and now you're allowed to vote, right? So then when you go to the polls, they say, here's a literacy test. Can you read? Let's be real. Five years ago, if you knew how to read, you would have been hung. You would have been lynched. Right. Right. That's voter suppression. Right. Or do you own property, sir? You know, if you don't own property, they would say, oh, they turn you around. Right. And because we weren't educated as a people, we just got our rights. We didn't know what was and was was not true. But these were strategies that were used all throughout the South, Atlanta included, North Carolina included, right? So then civil rights comes, right? Now we're in the 60s, right? Like 90 years later. And now we're in this space where enough is enough, you know? And we're marching. We, you have your Martin Luther King who, what, he, he was killed. His, the anniversary of his death is tomorrow. So it's extremely dope that we're even having this conversation right now, right? right. So he died for this, right? And, and we're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta the day before MLK's death, talking about voter suppression, right? And he died, what, 58 years ago? Right. Tomorrow Definitely. or something like that? Yeah. Why are we still having this conversation? Right. right? Mm-hmm. But let's not get too far off the mark, right? So then 
Uh, Kennedy comes. Kennedy's acting as though he cares for black folks. You know, he's meeting with, you know, some of the leaders. And then, you know, what happens to him happens. He's assassinated. That brings in LBJ. LBJ has to continue down the path of the civil rights movement that was already in place. He cannot stop that train from coming with everything that we everything that we've seen thus far. So what does he do in 1965, 95 years after we get the bill that says we're allowed to vote? He signs into the the, the Voting uh, Rights Act. And I might not have said it correctly. Right. But what is that? That's put in place to say, stop messing with black folks when they come to these polls. Mm-hmm. Right. And not only that. Is mandated by the president. What does that mean? That makes it federal. What does federal mean? That means every state has to abide because all of these states was doing whatever they needed and wanted to do to keep black folks out of the poll box. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, right? Here we are. It's 1965. Now that's in place. No more literacy tests. No more do your own property. No more grandfather clauses. No more any of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But guess it. But bless it. Now here we are in 2020 Voting Right <laughs> Trying to get Trump out Trying to keep Trump in Whatever your stance is That's what you're trying to do right? right And what do you see You see governors in Houston You see governors in, in, in different states Because they've given the power back To the states mm-hmm. They set us back 200 years You know what I'm saying Like 150 years So like what happened To that Voting Rights Act in which we were said you can no longer mess with black folks state to state. Yes. They gave the power back to the states to do whatever they wanted to do. They used the pandemic to put us to set us back as far as our voting rights is concerned. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? So like what needs to happen is true laws to be enforced and stop letting you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cuz like when you give the power back to the states and that's what happened with the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Like Cuomo is in New York saying New York is going to do this And then Trump is in daggone D.C. saying No, New York is going to do what I tell you to And what did Cuomo say? I I, I buy by the Constitution And the Constitution says you cannot come in here And tell me what to do I run my own state And that's where we are Mm. Right? So what has to happen is There has to be federal laws passed And they have to be stuck to The problem that we're seeing now is that Those amendments or like an executive order that says oh, Let's change this up right quick You know what I'm saying To suppress the vote So like it, we, dude, We're going to keep on facing it Until something is actually federally mandated And then it's actually enforced That's it mm-hmm. I see this, I see everything kind of flip flop You know what I'm saying I'm going to yeah. be honest with you There are some federal laws Or some federal progress that needs to happen There's also some local A lot of local progress that needs to happen like you just said my brother you're talking about a police chief you know what i'm saying we and 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 my thing is this why do you think that they try to keep that a secret that they can mandate policy that they can implement policy that they can say okay you know what we ain't gonna choke out people right my group that i'm i'm controlling right here we're not gonna choke out people no more that's that's think (laughs) about it that is an easy thing to say 
We're not gonna choke the hell out of people that it, are it's handcuffed. It's easy to say. It's easy to say, but it's hard to write for some people. Mm, it's not hard to write. They don't want to write it. Exactly. <laughs> it ain't hard to write. Exactly. We, but you, they, you would like we, to think that it must be hard to write. We still write in cursive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, Billy. Yes, sir. Let me ask you, brother. Um, as far as your meeting with these people, um, with the police chiefs or whatever, yeah. I've you know I've seen a lot of detail, but I didn't see that. I really didn't see that. Them yeah. talking about the policy and everything. So if y'all need to see that stuff let them know exactly where to look at that stuff and i would say from that just um as far as your litmus your interaction with them did you mm-hmm. think that that was a difficult thing for them to come across so transparent did you think that they came completely transparent or do you think that there's a lot of things that was left on the table i keep it a buck man um after after the town hall after the government town hall and the policing town hall uh, we like Atlanta mm-hmm. saw a lot of uh, we saw an uptick in black on black crime, violent crime, right? Right? Uh, and for me and my team, we were like, okay, voting is done, it's November, let's go on ahead and like enjoy the holiday, <laughs> you know, right? And and chill, and uh. But with the holidays came violence, right? New Year's and then, you know, 2021 came in. And uh, when that happened, I received a call uh, or, or, or uh, a DM from an a, a OG in my city. And he was just uh, trying to show love and said that he saw what I was doing and he respected it. Um, but then he was also like, yo, I, I got somebody I want you to holler at. And uh, come to find out it was a, a news anchor. At one of the local news channels in our city, and he's a young brother, a really good brother, and he's uh, trying to make his bones in that business. And uh, he wanted to sit and have a conversation with me, but he wanted to like highlight what Accountable Youth had been doing. Mm-hmm. And so I gave him a rundown, and then I also uh, I pointed him to our page and told him, you know, he saw the town halls and all that. And then when he took that back to the news, uh, he said that. Uh, they wanted to make it bigger mm. and i was like all right cool so what we did and this was recent um he was like well i see that you've had the chief on a couple of your calls on your town halls do you think you can get the chief to come and do this i'm like yeah and he had to connect with the sheriff so mm. i said okay well look i work my angle you work yours and let's figure it out so he was able to get the chief or i was able to get the chief and he was able to get the sheriff and then um I was able to uh, lock down the venue, the International Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro, uh, famous Woolworths where the uh, Greensboro sitting uh, took place. Shout out to the Greensboro for North Carolina A&T. And we were able to have a conversation in front of cameras with the sheriff and with the chief of police and talk about violence and talk about transparency and talk about police brutality but also talk about the violence in the black community and what we have to do as a people to stop the violence in our community right because and, and i told and, and for the for the sake of this conversation to answer your question mm-hmm. it was extremely easy for me to get transparency and they were very anxious or not anxious but excited to actually have the conversation and give their stances now what i will say about our sheriff and our chief is they're both black men from that city right so they have a vested interest that goes beyond the suit that they put on every day 
Mm. Right. They want to see it stopped as well. Not only as law enforcement agents, but as black men in general. Right. Right. So we were able to have it and we were hoping to influence our community. And uh, for me, when it came to that, it was more of a I believe black folks everywhere, especially in the South. And I told the cops, I told both the sheriff and the, um, the chief, like, we don't want you in our neighborhood. Like, on TV, to their faces. Mm-hmm. Mm. But not because we don't want them there because they're disliked. We should be able, like, it's, it's a known thing. Like, we don't want cops in our neighborhood. Like, it, that's a, we don't want to talk to the cops. We don't want to see the police. We, don't, we believe in no snitching. So, guess what? So, for me, it was just a matter of if that's how we feel but we don't want to see the violence we also have to police ourselves mm-hmm. yeah so like that's, i still yeah, that's, that's that's a that's a good point so thank you billy d no doubt we appreciate no doubt. you we're going to get more into what yeah, you're talking yeah, about absolutely. how we can police ourselves okay how the how the communities can police themselves how we can change this narrative okay sure. so that people don't see the community the way that they see it right we're also going to get more in with checks here a little bit too about how we can financially speaking better the community as well. For sure. All right, but we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be back. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl K Chantel, your favorite one from Women in the Mic. I have a question. Do you own your own business and need advertising? Do you provide a service and want to increase your clientele? Well, bring your advertising needs to YaleRadioCast.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. We offer graphic design, web design, and video services. So, not only can you grow your business with Yale RadioCast, you can also listen to the hottest independent artists. Go to YaleRadioCast.com and get the gold standard. It's your boy Young Nino checking in, man. What's going on? It's your boy Ether. This presidential worthy vote for me, Rap Analytics, man. We up in here. Check us out every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 p.m. on YaleRadioCast.com. You want your perspective? We're going to give you ours. Man, if you into this hip-hop culture, we got all the information you need. We're going to be breaking down everything from old school to new school, battle rap, fashion. Anything that has to revolve around hip-hop, we're going to bring it to you from today's perspective for what's popping in the news right now. Hip-hop, rap and Analytics go hand in hand. Rap Analytics, yellradiocast.com, baby, we live. Hey, 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 it's your girl TK. Please be sure to check out Women and Mike. We discuss a little bit of everything from men that ain't to women that do anything for a piece of. Let's get deep about this. What if your girlfriend is the type of chick that every dude she dated give her body to, she claims that's his, her man, when he claims it's just a situation? Um, but yeah, check us out Saturday from 11 to 1 and Wednesday from 7 to 9. Tune in to Women in the Yeah, Radio Cat. Now on Pandora Radio. Welcome back to the mail review on Yale Radio Cast. 
This is your boy Josh, the intern. We are coming back live. Thank you for staying with us. Please, again, if you would like to call in to speak to either Chex or Billy D from Accountable Youth, please call in 678-586-9241. All right, so we're coming back in. We're going to get back to Billy D. Sure. He was speaking with us on a little bit of something, something. You with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. There you go. There we go. There we go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I think we're talking about the uh, the news interview. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that, uh, we just spoke about uh, police in our own neighborhoods and that conversation. We also talked about police brutality, um, what would be tolerated, what would not be tolerated. Um, and we were three black men on the panel and four black men, if you include uh, the gentleman who was actually giving the interview. And we were really just trying to address the problem with black on black crime especially in greensboro because it's actually i think we hit a new record this year with like murders and shootings and all that stuff in our city so uh we were just trying to address all these issues get out in front of them uh and also put something out to the public to show we want change right um because what what have you seen as progress from this since you've had this this, the, this town hall, since you've had this sit down conversation with the chief of police, since you've had all this, what 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 progress have you seen since you've been able to have this? The only progress that we've seen is our organization has been able to get more transparency from our police department, right? Um, and I'm not uh, by any means. Uh, giving myself a pat on the back or anything like that, but up until that point, um, and and as I look through uh, other cities, like I have not been able to see um, sheriffs and police chiefs sit on the panel and be as transparent as uh, our chief and our sheriff were, you know. And I believe um, the, the main thing that we have to address is just the fact that. There are people who care and there are people who don't care, right? Mm. Um, and everybody acts like they do, right? Mm. So in Greensboro, what I was trying to show um, with all of the, uh, from the town hall with the mayor to the news interview with um, the sheriff and the chief, I was trying to show the black community that if you want change, now is the time to execute it, right? Because we are in a space where you have the ability to do it because there are people in positions who are willing, right? So it's like when you have, when you're talking about here in Georgia, right? And I've and I seen the, um, the, uh, the elected official who was trying to knock on the door here in Georgia Mm-hmm. Um, trying mm-hmm. while the governor was signing the secretary, and, and, the secretary. Okay, uh, yeah. like I like yeah. I saw that on the mm-hmm. news and it bothered mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and he's in his office signing legislation without without due process or I, I, or whatever that might be, right? But yeah. but but, well, but the problem was she, this. she was supposed she she should have known about that. So that so what you're bringing up, okay? I'm bringing up is, I'm, I'm standing is there, right. No, I know I know yeah. what you're talking about though right now is that if those people listening right now don't know anything about what Billy D is bringing up right now is that there is a secretary that is involved in taking notes for all of these bill signings mm-hmm. for all of these things that take place. And 
when this particular bill that was just recently passed here in Georgia for voting um, that has a lot to do with voting was was put into place. Her name is the, Park Cannon. Park Cannon. Shout out to Park Cannon. Shout out to Park Cannon. She was not informed in within proper due process of when she should have been informed, so she could have been there to take notes and right. take the minutes for right. the signing of this gotcha. bill. Gotcha. And when she showed up to the mayor's mansion where this was, was being it the mayor signed, or the governor, our governor, sorry, okay. governor okay. mansion, where it was being signed behind right. closed doors, she asked, "Where should I go in to take notes for? Because this is what I am." elected by the public to do right this is my job this is i'm supposed to be here i have the credentials to be here but instead she was met by gsp georgia state patrol and Mm -hmm. dragged right by her arm away from the governor's mansion when she was trying to do her job right so so and and that's what I'm getting at, right? Because uh, even with uh, is from government to community, right? What we have been trying to do, accountable youth, since the BLM movement with George Floyd to voting with Trump to you know even what we just did on the news in Greensboro. Um, right now, it's, it's just been a focus of transparency. We are trying to force transparency from mm-hmm. government to the community, right? That's right. all we want right now, right? Yeah. So, like, when I saw that in Georgia, that was a problem, right? Because when you don't have transparency, there is no trust, right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, that's all that we've been trying to do is just be as transparent as we possibly can be, right? And then once you achieve transparency, right? You have a foundational trust that you can build upon, mm-hmm. right? And then once you have that foundational trust that you can build upon, now let me you ask you this. Let yeah. me ask you this, Billy. So, in order to be in these positions to make these changes, right? These people have to have had at some point some sort of financial understanding, right? Because do do not do not our finances kind of put us in certain areas where we can be on certain levels definitely definitely, definitely. um i work for um the 2020 census here um last year and and one of the main things that people don't understand every 10 years the census comes out and it's just as important to do the census as it is to vote because we're under this electoral um um state uh, process Mm-hmm. When we have electoral votes, like people are just like, man, what is an electoral vote, and what's it? Well, that's where the electoral vote so, comes so from. So, what is an electoral vote? A electoral vote is so due to the population, we get more electoral votes, a higher number of votes. So, say like California, I don't know what the exact. So, number so it's is. a population. It's not necessarily a population, but is it more of like the registered voters? So, registered voters. Oh well, you don't even have to be a registered voter. Okay, to, yo, to you do don't the, have to be a registered no, voter. No, no, okay. you don't even, like, you. when you go there, they're just counting people. Mm. So if they come to your house Whoa. and you have 20 people in your house and, and, and. They're not just scheming? No, they're not scheming. So they're counting, like, most people. So, like, with this whole immigration thing and all that stuff that's happening, especially Hispanic people, 
in, in this country, they were scared to open their doors when they see somebody with a government ID that's not the same race as them thinking that they're going to be, oh, if you count the people, if you know I got my cousin that stays in the back, you know, they're going to deport him or it's going to be something like, oh, black people. And they was like, well, I got, you know, I got a warrant and I'm, they might be coming knocking on my door to serve and take me away. They're, it's fearful and that's a whole it's a whole thing that is, has been passed down to us all the way. Let's go back to that history point when we were able to vote, when when we were given the 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 the, the right to vote. We we're actually wasn't even given uh, counted as a whole person. Mm-hmm. We were counted as three fifths of, of a person. Mm. You know, pretty sure it's still on the books too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look it up. You can Google. I mean, it's still there. Yeah. Right. So it's still there. It's still so basically, the what it is. If you get counted, you have more power in your voting. Like, you know, most people are like, well, hey, you know, my vote doesn't count anyway. Well, if you do the census, your vote counts even more. It's more powerful because now you have more electoral votes in this area where you are. You're not getting counted. Your vote doesn't count because you're not doing the census. They're not counting you as a person. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you're counting yourself out. Now you have the right to be counted as a person. And you're like, when they knock on your door, oh, I'm not doing it. Oh, right. I don't want to do it. I don't want them in my business. Oh, they, they think that the census is connected to something with That's the me. law That's or me. the IRS That's or something me. like that. Like, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't yeah. want them to count on yeah. no here yeah. or how much money I make right. because right. they're going to come after me. The census is not connected to any other federal agency at all. It's an independent thing and that they just count people and they send it to the president and the president looks at the numbers. All right. Hey, and there we go. And, and there we go. And then your want, electoral vote is changed according to the pop, the late, the, the population. And also for each kid that's in your, in your house, uh-huh. you get $15,000 Per kid going to that community. Wow. It goes and 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 you you saying we don't have the resources. Well the census, when they count that, uh-huh. that that's where you get the numbers from to actually provide money to go to like they just passed this trillion dollar bill. Right? Right. Well, according to your population that counts from the census. That's how the money is divided into your schools, to your public transportation, right. to your roads, right. to, you know, anything in every your school programs, everything that you need in that community. That's where that money comes from. So now this you have this trillion dollar package, two trillion dollar package that's coming out and you still might not get the money because you didn't do the census. Right. How is your kid going to actually survive or get the same the the same tools that they need to actually survive in this type of environment if you're not counting yourself or counting your kid right you know what i'm saying now you say oh we don't have school funding well you don't have school funding because you didn't do the census right you don't count the, oh you know what i'm saying you got you mm. you what if you would have counted all these kids that the people that didn't do the census and you right. might just i'm just throwing a number out there five thousand kids wasn't wasn't counting what's five thousand dollars time i mean five thousand times fifteen thousand per kid that you would have got sent to your community right because you didn't you know what i'm saying because you you filled out the paperwork right that's what you gotta do right you know what i'm saying we're complaining about stuff but we don't actually know the process on how to overcome what where we're at 
<laughs> right. And that being that being said, that being said, I, I I will interject with this because uh me and brother Billy have been going through this war for a minute a minute now, um as far as accountable youth goes, and like uh brother Check said, accountable, just to account for something or whatever. And I will ask you, Billy, and I will swing to you with this how do you feel like accountable youth is doing how do you feel like it's impacting the community how do you well, feel like the community is actually is actually uh, responding to accountable youth do you feel like that we're all where we need to be and i know what your answer is going to be my brother so all i can say is kind of expand upon that as far as our frustrations of what we were talking about all right before we get to billy shout out to miss checks Miss Checks, Miss <laughs> Checks, she's on it, man. She she's is on, on it. it. She you is know on what? it. Miss Checks, go ahead and subscribe. Be an honorary okay. member yes. of the half leg. <laughs> <laughs> because we are gender neutral in 2021. Anyways, you be. <laughs> electoral mm-hmm. votes <laughs> are allocated amongst this, the states based on these census. Every state is uh, allocated a number of votes equal to the number of senators and representatives in the U.S. Congress. Congressional delegation Absolutely Two votes For it is senators In the U.S. Senate Plus a number of votes Equal to the number Of congressional districts mm, That's my sister Hold on Hold on Hold on Hold on She cooking She cooking Let her cook Approachment Is the process Of dividing the 435 memberships Or seats In the House of Representatives Among the 50 states The Census Bureau Conducts the census at 10 year intervals mm. at the conclusion at the conclusion of each census the results are used to calculate the number of house memberships to which each state is entitled right i love it right i would have to say that that qualifies my sister Google mrs checks to be smarter than mr one. checks <laughs> I think we need a Mr. and Mrs. Checks show. But, yeah. but Mr. Billy, that, that, that swings us to you, what I was saying. Um, how do you feel about the impact? <laughs> how do you feel about the response? You said that off how mic. do you feel about where you're at and what do you need? Um, I have to pick up where uh, what Checks left off. Please do. Right. Go ahead. Um, Trump ended the census early. And mm. didn't let anybody know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right? Ain't tell nobody. So that in itself that that goes back to my point, right? We're talking about transparency. Right. right? So like what accountable youth has been trying to do over the past six months is provide this hub of transparency, right? Because you got everybody out here talking about the change that they want, the change that we need, right? Right. By voting Trump out. And, and I mean, like, we're, we're still a country very much divided, right? But be that as it may, it starts with transparency. Transparency from your government to your community. So mm-hmm. what AY has been doing is trying to influence transparency, right? So we can at least be an example to other black cities, or to other governments or to other you know local law enforcement to their people right so when we do a proper policing town hall that's to show the people these are your public officials these are your police officers that 
are making the policy for the police that you see that are pulling you over, that are in your neighborhood, that are arresting you when you do something wrong, right? That's transparency. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When we get the mayor on a town hall, we're asking her questions about what are you going to do to make sure that there's no voter suppression? Mm -hmm. That's transparency. Mm -hmm. And when we have the chief of police on that town hall with her, that's us saying, okay, are you two on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. Because they work together. The mm -hmm. chief answers to the council. Right. The mayor is part of the council. That's your local government. But that also shines a light on, and, and this was in a time when, because like, let's keep it a buck, a lot of people don't even know that mayors, you don't vote for your mayor when you vote for the president, right? That's a whole different election. That's a local mm -hmm. election. Right. And that's what affects you the most. Right. Right. And like, so I think I know in North Carolina, we vote for our mayor this year, 2021. We voted for the president in 2020. Right. So now it's time for everybody to start focusing on what do you need in your community? Mm. Who is the people that you're going to see day to day that's going to be able to pass laws, write laws, enforce laws? That make your life better on a day to day, make your mm. kids' life better on a day to day, right. and that speaks mm. to what Chex is talking about when it comes to the census. Right? Mm -hmm. The census is not just about a head count, or it's not to be in your business. They're not the welfare office from the '60s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where they trying to find out how many kids in the house because you live in a section eight. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that. You know what I'm saying? What, this but, is, but that's what all the memes had you think, though. But exactly, that's, right? You know. Because that's that's a, that's a conditioning, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, conditioning. a conditioning by who, though? It, by the government, dude. All right, so so go on there, and then also pass down. Okay, so generation to generation so, about. Allow me to speak for the um, the underprivileged citizen. Mm -hmm. You just admitted that the government is controlling this narrative. Yet you're saying. Hey, do this, which still embodies us and implants us into this governmental system. Mm. How can you ask me to believe this government system and structure that y'all just admitted are actually still creating the narrative of lesser for us? Transparency. Transparency. Educate. See, see, so, so this is how that there works, right? <laughs> so, like, like, because look, it all comes back to transparency, right? No, right. no matter what you do, no matter how you chop it, no matter what you say, right? Like, the reason why you don't believe your government or the reason why you don't trust your government mm -hmm. is because there's a lack of transparency there. The right. reason why you don't trust your spouse, the reason why you don't trust <laughs> your kids, the re like, it, it, every every relationship revolves around transparency. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So, like, transparency is the cornerstone of trust. Mm -hmm. Trust. Then turns into a change if you are willing to go the extra mile to do the change. Now the problem we have now is people say that they want it, people act like they want it, and so like what I did or what I was trying to do when we had the the news interview was I was trying to say, hey, you know, my organization is able to sit down with local leaders, mm -hmm. right? Everybody in the country is talking about how police suck and how the government's foul mm -hmm. and how they suppressing our vote. Like my organization was able to get local government officials and local law enforcement, the head, to sit with me, me like I, I'm nobody, right? A, a person mm -hmm. and, and was able to sit there and talk about what are you doing to protect us? Where's your transparency, right? And then mm -hmm. and then and, and what that in turn does is that in turn lets the people know that's watching on TV or that's watching on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're watching. Mm -hmm. That's able to tell them like, look. I'm showing them that if we want true change, 
now is the moment to do it because right. I'm able to get these people on a on a camera and say what they will and will not put up with. Right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So right. it's all it's all about it's all about starting that conversation. Exactly. And Getting then you execute. Going and then continuing it. And then you can execute. And not giving up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. That being said, um, look, um, we have said it so many times on this forum, on this platform, mm-hmm. that um, we are backers 100% when it comes to accountable youth. Uh, we mm, don't understand that. why we don't have the support that we need to have because you're yelling constantly about the the platform that we're on, the era that we're on, the energy that we have. The energy that we have as a community comes from what? What? If people? only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it comes exactly. from. It does come from. Exactly. It, it does come from. It comes from. Because the main people are saying, "If only, if only we had." Right. Accountable youth. If only we or had. an idea of accountable youth. Or if, only, platform, or if only somebody was doing something. To and this, let it. me tell you something. This is a man that quit <laughs> his job. That quit his job because he cared so much. He wanted to do so much. Well, he I wanted to be so job. much. I ain't quit my job. I okay, so hey, you just changed your job. You just changed your job. You still quit it. Temporary is a temporary adjustment of life. Okay, so no, 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 no. I can speak for myself. I feel like you quit. Go ahead. I feel like you quit for the kids. But 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 I. Appreciate it because it look that makes it seem like my, the work that I'm doing is enough that it make no nah, bro I got a family to take care of right so 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 check it out like I still work a nine to five just like everybody else okay I still right bust my ass at my job there you go you know what I'm saying I still run my nonprofit that you know me and my organization we built from the ground up we grassroots we did everything on our own I right went to school. Right. He got me a business degree to stand up everything. I built the website. I filed all my papers. You know what I'm saying? I filed. I, I cre- the, the 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 logo is me, my son, my nephews. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like okay. everything. Like everything. So, is so everything's grown. all you. Everything is home. So grown, man. now I'm gonna say this: If only <laughs> there was a show that could potentially be streamed upon any kind of streaming channel podcast. Broadcast anything kind of cast that you could have, okay? That would maybe give us oh, an inkling. <laughs> this guy Josh, stretch Armstrong, arms, man. So, but so yes. checks. No, I got it. So I want I want to focus on something because we're talking about. You mentioned Tr about how he um, quit his job. Which is he said he didn't. He but said he, put he so didn't. Much effort behind but, his kids. but no, but we, <laughs> but we had this conversation earlier with checks about him quitting his job, and that's pretty much where I stand right now with um, running Yale Entertainment, your radio cast, and TR with RT. Oh, Man, I, I just this, I just want to put something. I just want to put something out there. My wife told me something. Miss checks. Miss money. Miss money. Checks. She told the me brain. something that, that, that stuck with me that put a light bulb on my head. She said, this is your baby. When I started the business, she said, this is your baby. Nobody else is going to take care of your baby the way mm, that you do. Poor us. Mm. Mm. And mm. you're going to put all the effort in and put in all the extra work and do everything that you can. To make sure that this baby succeeds. Flourishes. 
mm-hmm. in your image. And 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 with the work ethic that I wanted to put in when I started a business and everything like that, that's that's what I that's what I wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to tell people, I wanted to show people that I could do it. If right. I could do it, you can do it. Right. Okay. So let's circle back to where you were speaking from earlier when you started. Okay. So you you you, you were you were sleeping on floors. You needed help getting to a certain point. You 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 were not in the best position in your life. You were eating oats. Nigga. You was eating oats, <laughs> and, and everybody thought that you were eating healthy because you could only afford oranges and grapes. But that's my perspective that I came from. Right now, you now, know what I'm saying. I half full, not half empty right mm-hmm. everybody saw the happy me and this and that like if if you didn't have like most people when they don't they're like oh i don't have no money i'm at the bottom i'm broke i got all these bills and all that other stuff they down they're depressed they're doing this they're doing that but i looked at it as as a come up because i was on my way up you know what i'm saying and i just i pushed myself to say hey i'm gonna get better i'm gonna do this and I put all my effort into it, and I I worked two jobs, like like I've done before, you know, going to school full time, working two jobs, blah blah blah, like most people do. But I wanted to put my effort out there, where you know, because you will put effort out, but you're not getting any progress. Mm. Well, mm. I wanted to put effort that produced progress. Like you can practice, but you won't be perfect. A coach told me, he was like, perfect practice makes perfect. Mm. Until you get the practice right, you're not going to get it right in the game. Mm. Mm. You know? So, that's the part. I kept critiquing myself to the point of, all right, I'm not going to go all in until that point. But, so, that, with that being said, I, I kept myself on the budget until and got myself into position until I was financially able because I couldn't get a loan. I had bad credit. Mm. So I paid it. I, I made a plan to pay everything off. I went to Afghanistan. I paid off all my bills. I came back. I had the money. I bought a house. I started a business. You know, I did this. I did that. And I found out that the ends and the odds of what people were talking. I put myself in positions and conversations that we don't normally have with other people. I started listening to the... Let me ask you this. With all this knowledge that you've gained, when do you feel, now that you have this knowledge, when do you feel that we should be implementing that into our children's lives so that they don't have to repeat the same things that we... When you start teaching them the ABCs. Mm. Mm. When you start teaching your kids ABCs, you start... You know, hey, start teaching them about money. What's this a quarter? What's this a penny? That's the foundation because you can't teach a kid to read without learning your ABCs. Right. But we gotta, gotta educate. That. But we gotta educate ourselves first, though, right? And and everything is on Google. You know, most of the time I'm sitting. I was sitting. I was in Afghanistan, and when I had downtime, I would Google something. It was a woman at the office that that was on the hiring panel. And she's like, Sean, if you don't know something, it's no excuse. Google it. Question. Mm. Question: Were you scared? Scared? I was terrified. You can ask my wife. I was sitting up there. I mean, damn near, like, babe, what do you think I should do? I don't want to do. It. Do I want to spend this money? Doing it was like, 
Sean, if this you don't want to have no regrets, right? Mm. If so you, you sacrifice. Go up, yeah, I sacrifice. I said, hey, all right, I'm gonna do it, babe. Hey, I'm gonna support you 100. This is your dream. This is what you want to do. Go for it, right? Because if I, but that's the reason why I kept my job. Because if right. I failed, right, you still got something to fall had, back on. I had something now, to fall back on. Now, what do you have to give to the person who is scared to take that next step? Um, the, any advice to say somebody that's in your position right now who has a business that's flourishing from the financial standpoint of where you're at, who who, who may be where you were three, four, five years ago at that scared point and they don't know what to do to say, okay, I want to get over this threshold, uh, this threshold, or they don't even know how to get over that threshold. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice do you have to give? Right. Ask, ask questions. Mm. There's this people around you Don't be scared to You know To sound stupid mm. There's no Stupid question When it comes down To business I mean I And I learned I took a little piece From everybody You know I got I know two people in here From Billy And And from you You know You owned a business Way before I did mm. That inspired me To own a business We ain't you gotta talk about to that I got taxes You did this You did that <laughs> You know, it's, it's just, it's like having friends around me that were doing other things. I call it congregate with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you know, and, and, it, inspired, and it inspired me yeah. to do other things and knowing that I was capable. Right. What was stopping me from doing it? The right. only thing that was stopping me was myself. Right. You know, right. you just got to have a more, it's just like when you go to the gym. What's stopping you from getting up in the morning and going to the gym at six o'clock in the morning? Right. You wake up. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would have to say, um, lunging off of that, um, Billy D. Um, as far as these youth are concerned, um, and you got a whole title that says accountable youth. When um, we just talked about when does the kid become accountable financially? When does the kid become uh, accountable as far as community consciousness, consciousness of themselves, uh, as as much as to say that they're holding themselves accountable? Or is there an age? Is there an idea of what you're trying to put forth when you see that kid? I remember when I, uh, when AY was like an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we might have been established. Like, we had our paperwork, but nothing, right? Right. I had an idea for a, uh, for an event. And I remember I, I talked to a, a woman who ran a, uh, this, a nonprofit called uh, High Point Community Against Violence. Right. Right? So I partnered with them because I, I found out that the best way to get your organization off the ground is to partner with other organizations. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, that was a jewel I picked up. So, when I walked in, I had my paperwork. I was very proud, you know. And um, she was like, so, what age groups are you trying to capture? And I was like, you know, 12 to 17. Right. And she was like, it's too late by then. Mm. Mm. Wow. Too late. Wow. That's crazy. For sure. But she wasn't wrong. She's not. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. It was. It was, and that made me have to go back to the drawing board, right? Because in my head, when I was on this, uh, when I was on y'all show before, 
Mm-hmm. I told y'all the reason why I started Accountable Youth, and it was because of the Africa Bambada scandal. Yes, you, you know did. what I'm saying, yeah. and, and and seeing those grown men who were, you know, allegedly, you know, um, abused by him. Right. And uh, and I'm a hip hop head, so you know, the state of hip hop with you know young thug mm-hmm. with a dress on and all that stuff. <laughs> and, you know, like, we're like, trying to create a narrative. Yeah, here. yeah. I was like, you know, I wanted to double down on, you know, mm. masculinity, not toxic masculinity, right? But masculinity, you know, right. but also something that protects kids, right? And for her to sit here and tell me that, like, if I'm waiting until they're twelve, that's way too late. So right. what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. What that means is that's she, scary. Uh, it's scary, right? Mm-hmm. But it's because even when, like, I have a two-year-old. Right, right. And, and with my two year old, they told us as we were doing the studies and taking them to the doctor and all that stuff. They were like, "Yo, by by one or like by eighteen months, her personality is already developed. Mm-hmm. Like her temperament is what it's going to be going forward. You her temperament, now, outside of abuse, but yeah, like her personality mm-hmm. is already coming in at two years old. Wow, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so." Mm-hmm. It's never too early. So, like, with that being said, right, it's not our job as an organization to raise your babies. It's our job to provide a service, to give programs to enrich them, mm. right? You know what I'm saying? Now, yes, we had guiding principles, and those guiding principles are be a leader, you know what I'm saying, be accountable, mm-hmm. learn, you know, learn uh, situational awareness, you yeah. know, and then we wanted to promote fatherhood. Right. And, and, and we bring down, there. bring down the epidemic of serial pregnancies from <laughs> our black men in let our me, community. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because there's a perception and, and I see firsthand what, what I do in the community. Right. Um, I want to ask is your views on absentee fathers really what they say in the news? Because mm. I don't, I don't see it. I do know that there, mm. there is a mm. a truth to it <laughs> about us not being around, but not at the levels that they say black men aren't in their kids' lives. Mm. You're doing a mentorship program where you work directly with the kids. What are they saying, brother? There's a problem. I don't, I don't, I don't, no, no, I mean, like, there is. There right? is, like, it is. Like, I'm, I'm saying there is. But, like, look, 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 it is perpetuated. And, and by perpetuated, what I, what I mean is, it is pushed harder. It's skewed. It's, it's pushed. It's, yes. it's, it's pushed. It's skewed. It's pushed. Yes. Right? But, 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 but also, like, you know, there, there's, there's not any one simple answer to that, right? Because what we also have to talk about is mass incarceration. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, we also got to talk about. Tr wants to say something. That man's no, hold hot. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go land. ahead. Let me land. Go, go let ahead, me land. Bill. Let me land. So, so look. So let's get it out the way, right? Mm-hmm. Do black fathers exist, or are they these big foots? We sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, 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 are they? Are, are they Yetis? <laughs> they, 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 they do exist. Like oh, I know. Whoa, I know. Whoa, black daddy. Oh, black daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. So, but you know, I would be remiss to sit there and like and, and double down on it when, like, you know, four. Well, no, not and, and Josh and Kululi, because Josh not exactly. Kululi, because Josh is a white dude. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm in a room with four incredible fathers, and we're all black men. You know what I'm saying? So like, I can't sit in this room and say that like the stipulation is, you know. 
it doesn't exist or it's overplayed or whatever. What I'm I'm, saying, I'm gonna step what, in and say this on top of you, Billy D, real quick. Yeah. Okay. I'm in a room with four black men right now, and I, as, even though I am Josh the intern, white, aka white chocolate. Okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this much. Okay. I don't have children, but I know enough about these four motherfuckers in the room right now. That if the day that I'm blessed with a child, if I could be half the father that one of these four dudes in this room right now could be, you know, I'd be doing wow. bad. Wow. So, so, wow. So, okay. so let me yes. say this. So let me say this. Right. Because what I don't want to miss is the moment. Right. Right. So, so like in that question that you gave me, it's important that I say this. I do believe that the stereotype of black men being absent fathers or even poor fathers, you know what I'm saying? I believe that that is a stereotype. I believe that there are men out there who actually live up to that stereotype. Mm-hmm. But also, also, I believe that it's also very, very, very important that while I have that question to answer, that I also talk about thank you mass incarceration, right? Mm-hmm. If you and, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, because I don't want to get too deep into it, watch Thirteenth. Let's get deep into it. Watch, but watch Thirteenth, right? The, and that's talking about the 13th amendment right, right. you know that's what I'm a great do- documentary it's, it's on netflix great. right right and what that talks about is how they privatize prisons mm-hmm. to lock up black men right so in the 13th amendment the 13th amendment yes it did emancipate the slaves which it did you know free black it, it, they're free black people right, right. but also in there it, it, it says that they're also subject to go back into slavery if they mm-hmm. commit a crime and what right. is that and what mm-hmm. is that slavery right. that slavery is prison, prison. That right. slavery is prison you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I was so just like, gonna say that so they, like, they implemented actually new laws as far as incarceration goes so with that being said right like so I don't want, I, like, so like I don't, I'm, I don't want y'all thinking I'm dancing with you on that question but I do want to take every opportunity that I can to talk about to address things like mass incarceration to also address stuff like black on black crime which black I was on black talking, crime in the community in the community part in why the father mm-hmm. so but let's talk about George mm-hmm. Floyd he's not here you just left a, yeah. a fatherless child Right, and all all the stereotypes are gonna say is you don't have your daddy. Well, let's go into the story why I don't have my daddy. It's not that he isn't there in Greensboro, and and, and you know I don't want to I don't want to say the name because I want to disrespect the family, but there was a there was a man this year in 2021 who celebrated the uh, baby shower of his soon to come kid on a Saturday, and on that Sunday he was killed. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is a baby who is now going to enter this planet without her black father. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So wow. it's like, yeah. so, so like, before we start talking about the stereotypes that are out there, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I don't care about stereotypes no more. Like, you either want to be one or you don't, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a man's decision to become a stereotype. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like. So like I don't I don't, don't want to deal with stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's my decision to love chicken and watermelon. I don't got to, but I'm a black man, so it's a stereotype that I should. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to chicken and watermelon. <laughs> but, with, but 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 all jokes aside, right? I believe. I, I, I believe that there is a. Spe- I believe that you do have the opportunity to make the decision on whether or not you do or don't. Want to be a stereotype Right Right yeah. So like I don't care about stereotypes A white person uh, or, or any person from any race Can think whatever they want to think about me That True. does not define who I am Right But what I do want to address If there is a stereotype And if there is a stigma Or if there is a system put in place That can perpetuate Or enhance that stereotype I want to address that 
Right. I want to address the 13th Amendment. If the 13th Amendment still makes me a slave, even after I'm no longer a slave, I want to address that. Can right. we can can we get it's some can we get another amendment to amend the amendment that stopped me from being a slave and then, and then check me right back into that same system? There you go. Like that's the problem that I have, right? So when we're talking about that, I also like and, and then with all that being said, it's just we still have an issue in our own community where we're killing each other, mm. right? And that's another black father that's gone. And that's another black father that's gone because he's in prison for killing somebody to look like him in his community. Yeah, the street says if you talk about it, you're snitching. So see, we got a lot of things. And to look, address. and look, and look. The, the streets is two different things, right? So look, I'm, I'm just not, saying we get we yeah. we get caught up in these uh, social ideologies that's been created that says you you as an innocent person shouldn't tell on the the criminal. But but mm. but but let's be clear when it comes to street talk, right? You're either a street dude or you're not. If you call the police and you're not a street dude, you ain't violating no street code. But the people who don't know that don't know that. And that's cool. That means you're not a street person. I had to explain that to my yeah. son because he got into a situation with some kids. And I said, well, what's going on with it? Are you go, well, I'm, uh, well, that's snitch. But son, you, you weren't a part of the activity. You were the victim. But that's the new era that we live in. I think the new era we live in, I like to call Maybelline. Why? Because it's all makeup. You know what I'm saying? It's all what you want to be in the moment. And I, I'm being sincere with that. I mean, you know, from what these gentlemen been talking about, regardless of what you take from it, you got to give it the numbers. And um, Brother Josh knows that I'm a number person. Man, and here's the thing. Number-wise, you got a number of men in here. You got 100%, Josh. You're not a father. Every man in here is a father. Right. Every man in here is black. Just so happen to be black. Every man in here is trying their best to do right by their kids. Mm -hmm. So by proxy, you can't say that, you know what, I know a lot of black folks or whatever. I know a lot of black men and they ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you know four people that you've been in a room yeah. with that, that that I've been in this era yeah. of men that are trying their best. I have right. one that's trying to tell people financially where they need right. to be in their empowerment. I have one that's talking about the accountable youth as far as their community or whatever in empowerment. Right. And they just so happen to be black. And yeah. now, at the end of the day, we're all business owners right, right. in and a I'll, sense. And I'll say that to say this. I'll say that to say this. Dylan knows that I am the devil's advocate when it comes to my black counterparts because I've seen it. I've seen the cats that we've hung out with. And I and I look at them and I say, dude, you can do better. As far as the numbers go, there's over 50%. So and I'm, and I'm, not, and I'm not black and I've heard that too. I've heard I, I, that well, from TRI I, I as give well. Them a break. I've heard, I've heard so, Josh, you can do better. Well, you know times. what? I've actually, I've actually so. given my brothers a break. You know right. what I'm saying? And you this have. is actually where me and Tr even goes at it. Y'all good over there? Me and Tr actually goes at it a little bit because I might have been at one point the guy that has struggled to get it together, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. So maybe due to my struggles in life, I understand the guy that struggled. And I struggle, but yeah. guess yeah. what? I'm also yeah. James yeah. Evans with yeah. this shit. Yeah, but hey. I'm also yeah, James. but you were you were loosey goosey. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I want to give a big shout out to Kay, to Trina, to Jasmine, to if Ms. there's a Mister, if there's a Mister Billy D out, Mrs. Billy D out there, yes, Mrs. and a Mrs. Checks for allowing the five of us. To sit in this room today and have this conversation. Well, this guy does not stop. He no, don't stop. No, but, but listen, listen, listen. Like, what what we have is a collective of gentlemen. 
right? And a we, league. A league. And this is the ideology when we say the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? Mm. Because everybody thinks it's a, it's a cool hashtag that we say for the mail review. Um, and me and Talk, I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity to go ahead and create what we've been talking about, TR. Go ahead. Um, we've kind of nicknamed ourselves the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but me and TR had a conversation the other day. And we are going to actually make it a official ideal concept of the league of extraordinary gentlemen mm. and we're going to invite my brothers here who are on the panel right now to be the first honorary members of the league of extraordinary gentlemen to break their phones yeah why, 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 well he's trying to get his phone together <laughs> because i mean because he's a diva it appears he's to be accountable a for yeah, all he's of his actions yeah, accountable. yeah he's accountable <laughs> but so so what this said is the league of extraordinary gentlemen we, we coined it as a hashtag the leg so when everybody hears the leg they understand they don't know what we mean leg league of extraordinary gentlemen so what we are now creating is a actual league of extraordinary gentlemen and the first honorary members are you two gentlemen checks and billy d okay so with that said um we want to include with this said, we want to include guys who are doing very great things within their community within their family we want to create a image because there's an image that men don't care. Men are harsh. Men are this way. Mm -hmm. Men are that way. And yeah. we want to actually control and change the narrative. And we're starting with you gentlemen along with us gentlemen. And, and let me say this. And let me say this. Um, these are my brothers right here. And um, I will start by saying that we've had a conversation, each and every one of us. I've had a conversation with Mr. Billy D. Williams. And we've had an issue with the response, with the actual support. Mm. Let's be honest. Mm. There shouldn't be anything stopping us from raising a thousand dollars in a whole entire month or a whole entire half a month even. Now there's videos that are viral that have the support of these people that are ignorant, ignorant videos that you get a million views. Right. We all know this. We all know you can get a million views easily if you do something ignorant. Twerk. But these guys are doing something. <laughs> Especially if you're a uh, guy that twerking these days. But Exactly. Exactly. But, but you know what? We are honestly trying to empower our environment because here's the thing. Nothing speaks louder than ignorance. And we're trying to honestly dull that idea down and speak louder with our intelligence, louder with our support, louder with our backing of our community. And these two gentlemen... One is saying that I care about our youth. Mm -hmm. Let me be the spokesman. Let me get that ball. We both got wide receivers right here is what we're trying to say to y'all. Mm -hmm. We both, if y'all know football, we got two great wide receivers. We got the best in the leagues right now. And y'all can't say that, okay, you know, we got one that's uh, looking out for our youth. And all he's saying is throw me the ball. We got one that's saying that we care about the financial stability of our people individually or period or period people. We're saying that if you don't care about your finances, really, where are we? Nothing speaks louder than where we are financially, right. where we are as a community, right. where we are, period, people. I'm getting tired of this. A couple of views every so often you know we're sitting up here posting videos of great billy d billy d has had as, as a matter of fact y'all might not notice billy d has had about four or five events 
two actual summits. Yeah, two. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as far as you know, did y'all know that, or do y'all just know the idea of accountable youth? Do y'all know the details of accountable youth? And that's all I'm saying. Mr. Chuck Snyder has been talking about this financial empowerment for years, and brother Tr thought the idea would be great by looking at the people and here's the thing and we just talked about this let's be transparent people i knew that the only way that y'all to come at this is to be entertained not to be informed let's just be real with it not to be informed and guess what all the trash can come here because i know for a fact if we're not entertaining you you don't want to hear the information so let's just be honest if you want to Look at the numbers. Support these brothers. Look at where we are as far as a community. You can't honestly tell me that I can look at a video with two chicks fighting. World star back in the day. I'm dating myself. Oh, no. That was but, yesterday. What you talking about? But, but these videos, whereas you got a lot of negativity going on in our community. But Accountable Youth Summit still is under triple digits. You understand what triple digits are, people. Triple digits is like 100 views. You can't even get my brother up and over. But you can sit up here and look at our community as, oh, we need help. How do we need help? We need, we to, need help to help ourselves. our damn selves. Right. You dig what I'm saying? We need to help our damn selves. If you're financially stuck, here's a man that slept in the living room, ate oats. <laughs> I'll, say that again. I'll, I'll say that again because it sounds so funny. Ate he ate oats. <laughs> he ate oats. And everybody that was around him thought that, oh, this dude is healthy. Healthy as hell. He's eating only oats in the morning and had, an orange. Had, oats and an orange. For a whole year, I had a lifetime worth of fiber. Exactly. <laughs> so, this is what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. Who do we really have to blame? And I'll let these dudes have the mic. As far as what they represent and who they are. If only. But if, if only. only. If only. I, I, I'll hand it to Josh first and Josh will hand it to Billy and Billy will hand it checks. Let's go. If only we knew somebody. If only <laughs> there was a podcast on every Saturday from <laughs> 2 to 4. That presents this. That presented these kinds of inform this kind of information and these kinds of facts that could direct people into these areas where we could stop being the definition of, of insanity of ignorance <laughs> okay of ignorance i i insanity and okay. ignorance <laughs> and we could learn to be different we could learn for ourselves as adults so that our children when they come up behind us don't have to go through the same things that we got ahead to go through they don't have to endure the same things that we did as kids Mm. Mm. They don't have to worry about the same worries that we have with our parents. Because mm. when we look at our parents, our parents aren't financially settled. So if they have not already passed, that's something that we've got to deal with as well. Because Ooh. what's going to happen when our parents pass, if they're still alive, where are their finances? What effort have they put in that's, to being different? That's, that, so that's, how do we change? And that is... One of I think I feel like you know checks right now. I want to say about that. I want to say I want to say this because I see it often a lot, especially where I'm from. Is that 
when somebody the only thing we can prepare for in life is death mm. and then the first thing that comes up when somebody dies they haven't planned for it and your family is holding a fish fry to bury you mm. you know what I'm saying mm. like that is and now that you're dead you're supposed to be the person that's putting your family ahead but now when you die you're putting your family in debt because they don't have the money to bury you can you tell them how much mm. they need to have brother you have just to, to have bury somebody ten thousand dollars minimum to, to bury somebody you should have ten thousand dollars life insurance to bury yourself so you gotta save up to die it's the only thing you that's the only thing guaranteed in life mm. right that's mm. the only thing that you know that you're gonna do so prepare yourself. Like the only thing that's like when you, when you have a baby, you're gonna get an onslaught of mail in the life for ten thousand dollar Gerber life insurance. Mm, and what is that for? To bury your kid just in case they die, because it's that's the only thing that's guaranteed in life. Mm. Right. So prepare yourself for everything that's that. But I, this is the thing I don't want. I us as a people just like you need to have life insurance. For yourselves, so you don't put your your family in debt, trying to put you in the ground, so you can go away proper, and also set your family up for for future success. So if you're not there and you're the breadwinner and you don't have life insurance and nobody's working in your house or they're not making enough money to like, what are you doing? Like, I understand, all right, that's an extra $40 a month or $30 a month or something like that. But is your family worth the extra $30, $40 a month to set mm. them up to when you're not here, mm. they're properly set up to, to, to succeed after you're gone? Mm. You, you have to do that. So, you're talking, so, so what you're saying basically is like, you're saying $30, $40 a month, right? Mm-hmm. What's that breakdown to to a week? A 30, cup of coffee. A cup of coffee a every week. day. So if you can't, I know so people. I know can, people that buy a bottle every weekend mm. in the club, Sean but they don't have life. Look here, man. You ain't gonna <laughs> just be <laughs> hold on. You ain't gonna just be talking about. Come on, man. Hold on. You just ain't gonna just be talking about what we care about them kids hey. too. You know? <laughs> You just need to a taste. Is, this oh, is this is important to my existence. So you're talking about a bottle a you, weekend. So you're telling me I got to cut out about my bottle of Hennessy? I don't know. Bro. You don't know, I, no, no. I don't know. All I'm saying is, I don't know. A dollar a day. I don't. A dollar a day. You can't afford one dollar a day. He can afford a dollar a day. Have Man. you have you dealt with Patrina Harrison? No, you haven't. It, 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 well, you know what? <laughs> Katrina Harrison, if you don't have that dollar a day, she going to put and you she, in the doggone crematory and you're going to be in, a, in me, on so, so, so the so Let me ask you this, though. Does Mrs. Checks, does Ms. she Chex. have a friend? Miss Checks. Miss Money. Miss Money. Miss Money is what Ms. we got to call Miss Money. Does Miss Money have a friend that drives a Kia, though? Does she have a friend that drives a Kia? Oh man, uh, does she? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I had to no, be there. Well, I'm gonna yeah. put it. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it to you like this, man. Look, if if I was to die today, my wife has life insurance. We have a house. Mm. You know, she can go back home. She can sell. We got equity in the house. I have investments. She can cash out. 
You know, it's just right. so it's, financially speaking. Financially speaking, if I was to die, my wife can pay off everything that I own, make a little money, and get on with her life. Mm. 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 And don't have to worry mm. about being in debt, messing up her credit, because I left her with a whole bunch of burden. I don't know mm. if I want to mm. leave. I don't know. She, mm. she, she just going to have to deal with it. I don't want her to be. Well, uh, well that's the voice uh, of ignorance right there. That's me talking on the voice the, the I, don't know, I don't know if I want her to do good. Because that means that make it easy for the next motherfucker to live off my hard work. Trina just can't. <laughs> Trina just can't live good. Trina just can't live good. I done bust my ass and I done died. Hold on, hold on. Digress, 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 digress. digress. Billy, what you got? Billy, what you got? The Bible says you leave an inheritance for your children's children. Wow. Mm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, he's not wrong, you know? Right. I know he right, but it's hard to live that way. I'm going to put it like this. Billy, Billy, Dallas Ingram won't let him understand (laughs) what you're saying. Look, look, I take Mary seriously. (laughs) If I sit up there and I said, hey, you going to be my wife? You know, that's me saying, hey, I'm going to take care of you. That's just what it is. I love that woman so much. I'm going to take care. I love my kids so much. I bring a kid into this world. I want to put so much forward, you know, like... To, to set them up And that's what it is I feel like now's the time missing. For a disclaimer That all thoughts and views Put on <laughs> this Because we do live by The FD, FDK So uh, No the other part The but, other part oh, The oh, other oh, part oh, oh, The oh, other oh, part Oh Wrong disclaimer Wrong disclaimer Wrong disclaimer Okay so yeah So all thoughts and views Expressed on Yeah radio cast Through the mail review Do not reach Right Directly upon yeah, radio cast and any of his members. But that being said, uh, uh, I guess you know, Mister Chuck Snyder has uh, just a present, a present situation to pronounce or whatever, because he is that guy. He is that guy, and the reason why we brought him on to this forum or whatever, because we felt like he was the most transparent with his life, the most progressive with his life. Because I know that personally, I can't tell you that in stocks in my portfolio, I have a six figure configuration in my portfolio in one annual annual representation i can't tell you that i don't think mr dollar can tell you that but we got one person that could look when we're not the best for this forum we'll give you somebody that is that being said we're not the best when it comes to them kids because dial and williams say uh fdk i sure do Do we know what fdk stands for i sure do f Dim K Man look man And you know what He doesn't really believe that He doesn't really empower that But he I mean because he was outstanding With his role And his selective choices Even with his mistakes Right I was loosey goosey With my penis Right Right (laughs) And and we get that But guess what we do have We do have A man we do have a man that's saying in our community we have to be responsible with our kids. Uh Dylan already knows, Mr. Billy, that you frown upon that. (laughs) Cause I frown upon that. I say in the beginning that you have to be responsible. You can't have a play date without a serious conversation. You cannot have a play date. But you know, so many of us want the quick and easy answer. Right. But Mr. Billy D. Williams, I will honestly say that as far as you are concerned and you go, you Represent the community of responsibility. So, I mean, brother, where do you see accountable youth going in our future? We have to have a future path. What do you see, my brother? Help us out. So, 
I can only talk about the program that we're about to start. We're starting a healthy habits program. Um, so what was cool about doing the uh, the town hall was after it was seen on the news, uh, North Carolina A and T State University uh, HBCU uh, called us and mm-hmm. said that they wanted um, Accountable Youth to partner with them so that we could teach kids how to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, and uh, so we, we've partnered with them and uh, through some incredible work uh, with our vice president, uh, we were able to get uh, Burlington Cummins high school football team. Right. So like starting in August, we will be teaching an entire football team in the state of North Carolina about how to be healthy, uh, what to eat, what not to eat, especially in this time of COVID. Uh, right. We start that this coming uh, this coming August when the uh, school year and the football season begins. Right. Um, but what we've also did was we're integrating our own program with that. And it's called Case and Case is character, athletics, sports, excellence. And what we'll be doing is we'll be bringing in coaches and uh, hopefully professional athletes that can talk to the kids every other every other you know few weeks to talk to them about being of good character, what it is to be an incredible athlete, what it is to be uh, excel at sports and be excellent in all those things. Um, we just had a uh, um, Hugh Jackson, uh, NFL coach. Who was at yes. Cleveland forever? Outstanding. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did a drop for us to, to encourage the kids that we have in our program to uh, get the most out of this program, be the best that they could be. Uh, right. We want to bring in professional chefs, and uh, from there, we hope that we can parlay this into other um, community programs that we want to implement. You know right. what I mean? So we're doing that uh, for what it's worth. Check us out. We're on um, accountableyouth.org. We're also any of our content. You can see it, you know, especially on RTV. You know, give, give RTV his love. Uh, anything that we do, you can see it there. You can also see it on our YouTube channel. And uh, you can always give at accountableyouth.org forward slash donate. All right. Right. Yeah, appreciate you. Right. So, big, big shout out to you, Billy D, for coming on the show today. Big ups to accountableyouth.org. Okay. Um, do everything that you can if you are in his area. Even if you're not around any of the areas there, support that, okay? Right. Um, we at Yell Radio Cast appreciate you being on the show, the Matt Review. We love you, Billy D. Thank you for coming on. And that was to quote TR earlier. We love you. Okay? <laughs> I love you. I love look, you. Look, 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 continue look, to look, come look, on the show. I just, I just want to say this. You. I just want to say this. I just want to say this. We all want. Hold on. We we just all want y'all to be successful in y'all journeys yes. in life or whatever. That's what we really want. We really want, as far as even if you're an adult, we want you to be successful from this point on. We want you to listen to us. And have this journey with us We might not be right all the time We're But not. guess what We want to have that conversation You know what I'm saying We want you to be so successful People are you, are you To fin- where are you, you can give No listen to me Josh Are you finished Where you can give Your brother A Basquiat painting There <laughs> <laughs> you go you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, the, 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 if you don't know what Basquiat is, He's then so you know just sensitive. go Google it or whatever. But it's we want to be so great. No salt. No salt. I love all my brothers. I love all my brothers. But that's what we want to be. Josh, Josh, close us out, brother. Or do all we got to do. Basquiat painting? I don't know. Yo, happy birthday, DJ Brick. Yes, DJ Brick. Did you put the camera on me? DJ Brick. DJ Brick and DJ. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Miss Flo. 
We want her on here because tell them what Miss Flo is. She's at, in Atlanta. She lives in Atlanta, but she's so close, so knitted to accountable youth. Just go ahead and explain your roster, sir. Oh man, like you know, uh, AY, we have the best board in the business. Uh, shout out to Flo. Shout out to Window, our vice president. Uh, shout out to uh, Kareem. He's our marketing uh, director. Uh, Kristen Williams is our secretary. You know what I'm saying? And uh, am I missing it? And, and, and Miss Nashaka Proctor, that's our uh, events director. Um, without them, I am nothing. Without them, Accountable Youth ceases to exist. Okay. Uh, shout out to all of them, man. And uh, be on the lookout for more stuff. Gotta rep the crew. Definitely, Gotta rep the crew. Definitely. Big, big shout outs to all of the Accountable Youth program, everybody involved with it. Checks, we look forward to your show. It is upcoming on Yell Radio Cast and RTV. And what is the name of your show again? Uh, financially speaking, um, I'm going to put something out there and some numbers. Because um, most people have they have questions about, hey, what I'm going to invest in? What, are, what should I do? What do I do this? What's the best this? What's the best that? And I know I'm in more so of a long, long-term type of investment type deals and all that other stuff and 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 with the type of environment that we've been in with this volatile stock market um people are getting used to these big gains where they just put money in and it's like oh i invested in bitcoin at a dollar is that eighty thousand dollars now like i'm yeah you know what i'm saying GameStop, where you is not about the numbers. So that's it was, not realistic then no oh, GameStop okay. is not realistic it was okay. a meme stock they call them meme stocks Okay. Where mm. you just you mm. get in there and and they hype it up, a whole bunch of people buy it, and then all the people with the, a lot of money they cash out on it, mm. or, or or somebody takes a big number of stuff like they bought you know ten million shares and they're like oh it went up to two hundred dollars, click sold it all, and then the regular person mm. that bought two hundred shares and spent their life savings is in the hole, mm. you know, saying and they. They don't know what to so, do now. So, so you mean we should probably learn something about this before we go learn in? Learn on financially this, speaking. This is this is the problem that's that's happening. People are are because of social media. People are joining these groups, and they're listening to people that they think is expert advice, and it's not. Uh, ladies. Let me tell you about how wrong your man is. And go ahead and while you're at it, buy my book. Uh, FYF, the universal truth. Oh. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we look forward to your show for sure. Yes. We look I'm forward a, to I'm your put show. It, I'm going to put it like this. Let me just, the numbers are there. I made the money. I made six figures in the stock market outside of work. Mm. I need you to say that once again, brother, because I don't think these people can see what? what you just said. I made six figures. Outside of work, mm. I ain't make six figures inside, inside of work, work. <laughs> <laughs> a year. You know what I'm saying? So, and I've had a couple things that I dabbed in that I actually, and I made the money, and I couldn't believe it myself. I couldn't believe that I actually done research to make this amount of money, and I want to share it with everybody. That's what I want to do. That's what's up. Well, I will definitely be tuning into that show. Again, that show is up and coming on Yell Radio Cast and RTV. It is entitled Financially Speaking, featuring checks. And we look forward to all that up and coming. 
We're going to wrap up today's show of the Mal Review. we got to thank again Billy D of Accountable Youth being here. We appreciate you every time you come through. We look forward to having you again in the future and, and checking up on, on the future of, of uh, Accountable Youth and where it goes from here. Checks, we look forward to your show. TR, what you got for us while we end the show of the Mal Review today? I say if you're going to get any business, get the new business. Get um, Accountable Youth. Get that business. Get uh, Financially Speaking. Get that business. Because um, as far as relationships go with what we talk about on a daily forum, whatever, I feel like you ain't getting it. And eventually, TR is going to be off y'all forum. You know what I'm saying? I mean, TR is not that guy up front. He shows out, yeah. But eventually, he's going to recess and he's going to back up. But what we do want to give y'all is tangible content. And what I mean by that tangible content is y'all need something, honestly, that'll move y'all forward. Y'all don't need something that's just going to entertain y'all. But if we can entertain y'all and move y'all forward, that's what we definitely going to do. So when we say get the business, we talking about the entire business, people. So we please get it. If not, we're going to shove it down your goddamn throat. <laughs> and let's kick it over to our CEO to wrap it up for the day for the matter review. Mr. CEO oh Yale. We're going to really shove himself. it down their throat. Hey, some people like legs to be. Okay, some, some people like to choke. Yeah, some people like to choke. Some people like legs. Some people like it. Anyways, thighs. Uh, uh, I want to say thank you for everybody for tuning in to your radio cast, the Mail Review. Um, shout out to the groups with Women in the Mic, Rap Analytics. Um, I hope people get a clear. I hope today you get a clear understanding. Of what we're trying to provide here at the Mail Review. Um, once again, this is conversations from a man's perspective. For you to get a good understanding that men aren't what you might see. Here or there, we are all of that. We are good. We are bad. We are up. We are down. We have down times. We have up times. At the end of the day, for the most part, we're all trying to be better men. So don't. As I said with TR earlier, we had this back and forth. Sometimes she can't judge us in our moment right there. Mm. Sometimes we bash, sometimes we build. Sometimes we bash. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we have But sometimes to, we build. Yeah, sometimes we build. Sometimes we have to get to a point where we are in life to be the men that has been presented to you today. And I hope everybody understands that. Once again, this is the league. Officially, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Shout out to Mark L. Man, he ain't yes. here. He's out being a good provider and assistance to somebody that's on his side. This is the second time I came. Mark L. Ain't been. Mark L. I just, think just, Mark L. Mark L. Really, really, yeah. I didn't even yeah. yeah, because yeah. you brought you brought the padded. Yeah, yep. Mark L. What's up, man? Yeah. Billy D. Is saying you, what's on, you on notice, bro? You yeah. on notice? <laughs> yeah. Mark L. Is officially on notice. But once again, this is the. Mail review on Yale Radio Cast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, chiming in. Shout out to the women alongside and behind and in front of even the great men that's on this platform. We appreciate everybody. Follow us on every platform. Thank you for allowing us to entertain you. Thank you for you. allowing us to entertain you. We're on RTV. Of course, YaleRadioCast.com. Of course, YouTube at RTV in your radio cast. And I want to thank Billy D for coming through with a deeper voice than myself on the radio. I'm just going to say that. Man, too. I think he just talked slow to you. Let me get you to understand. Let me uh, <laughs> But his, his, voice, his voice ain't for kids. Change voice is for kids. <laughs> 
But thank you, everybody, man. And uh, we was talking about all this great business, but at the end of the day, the motto is get, get the, the business. Holla. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Radio. 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 Rad